What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over! 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, we are back. Thompson to Clark. We're back, and the Giants are back as well because they're playing currently against the Philadelphia Phillies. On Kyle Harrison Day, we got to see the young ace prospect for the Giants pitch in his major league debut. Brad, we'll get into it here in a second, but overall, just your quick one-word review of of this Kyle Harrison experience so far. Uh, I'd say electric. I I really enjoyed. I mean, I I loved the fastball. I loved the mixing of the fastball and the breaking stuff. Uh, You could tell the adrenaline was there. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, that's to be given for a rookie. But, man, pitched really, really well. One bad pitch to Harper. But, again, Bryce Harper's on fire. Can't do much about that. Outside of uh, the – what was it? When we played the Nationals in the playoffs – I feel like he didn't kill us, but every other time I've seen him play the Giants, he just absolutely destroys us. Can you hear me? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and then, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, and then uh, kills us to the point where uh, Hunter, Strickland, Hunter Strickland gets angry and then gets, you know, Mike Morris retired and everything. Yeah. I have just a whole mess, but yeah, Bryce Harper. It's the flow, man. It's the flow. I have I sort of see Bryce Harper like a smaller version, like maybe not as famous version of LeBron James. And, and, uh, and I'll tell you what I mean by that, which is he and LeBron come out of uh, – they're well known by sports fans out of high school. Like even before he graduates, he's on the cover yeah. of Sports Illustrated – so when when you set up an athlete like that who is so highly touted all the way from when they're like 16 or 17, you know, to have the maturity, to have the professionalism at such a young age to succeed, he – I think people expected him to uh, maybe be what Mike Trout, uh, a healthy Mike Trout sort of became. 
he he's not quite that type of hitter, though he he does many things just as well as Mike Trout does. But I think when it comes down to the longevity of his career, when it's all said and done, he's going to have some enormous numbers where people are going to be like, I didn't realize he was that, that good. <laughs> and I just love watching the guy play. Uh, he, I remember one time, I think it was before he was 21 years old. He may, he may have been, you know, cause he was in the big leagues early in his career. And I think this was Bryce, but somebody was trying to get him to like say that he was going to go out to the bar or something and celebrate. And he's like, bro, yeah. I'm not even 21 yet. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, it, he almost felt yeah. like he was being set up, but he had, you know, he's very savvy and, and smart. And now, you know, I think he's, gosh, he's been playing since what? Since like, uh, has he been playing since like 2014 or something? I believe so. His, his he debuted when he was what 2000 or when he was 19 years old. Uh, and is that the famous that that question? Is that the famous uh, answer of that's a clown question? Yeah, though? yeah, I think so. I, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> pretty sure that was that was it. <laughs> but yeah, so he he was rookie of the year in 2012. So in 2012, April 2012. So he's he been have, around even longer than I realized. Yeah, gosh, he, he would have been uh, 20 years old at that time or 19 actually uh, when he debuted. So uh, pretty amazing. I mean, just the longevity of his, of his career though, is going to be a question because he has had a lot of injuries yeah, uh, for a some, guy his age. Not great ones too. Yeah, exactly. And he's 30 years old now. Uh, so I think when this contract is up, he'll probably be 38 from what I remember. Um right around there. But yeah, I mean, that that's going to be, that's going to be the question. Eight more years of uh, holding up and the way he swings. I mean, he swings from, you know, head to toe and swings out of his shoes. Um, he doesn't steal the bases he used to early in his career. And, 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 you know, when he got picked off earlier in the game tonight, uh, you know, he just kind of gave himself up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not getting, I'm not getting in a rundown. I'll, I'll, I'll waste this energy doing something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so, the, the thing still I like fun to watch. Yeah. It would have been more fun to watch if he was in a Giants. Well, that's the other thing, right? Is I feel like out of all of these guys who we may or may not have been close with, Stanton, uh, Otani the first time, Bryce, Judge, the Bryce thing was literally like, you guys are just going to have to pay me more than the Phillies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and, yeah, and that's really what it amounted to. It's, it wasn't this thing like with Judge where there's this romanticism about playing for the Yankees and he's going to take less than the Giants offered just so he can stay there. And that, that's his prerogative. But it was it was clear to me, at least at that point, that Judge was using the Giants to just make the Yankees get close. But I, I think for this Harper thing, it was just like, I would probably prefer to stay on the East coast, but you know, let, let's see what happens. And I think he'd mentioned, he'd made that one comment years and years ago about how, how great the ballpark is and stuff. But ultimately I have more respect for that because it was just like, Hey giants, like just, you know, come, come in a dollar over and, 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 and this may, this may work. And they didn't, so they didn't get him. Yeah, yeah, that's and that that's the whole thing. Like you said too. I mean, that kind of sums it up. The whole judge thing 
probably wasn't going to happen. But the more we look at that and the more that comes out over the year, probably wasn't going to happen. But the, but the thing with Bryce Harper, he was a true free agent. He wasn't going back to Washington. Yes. Uh, so it, he was a true free agent where he could go pretty much anywhere. Um, and that's going to be the thing with Otani. Will he probably leave Anaheim in the offseason and say, I am not going back to Anaheim, especially with the ownership, especially with Artie Moreno. That's going to be a tough one. Um, but yeah, Bryce Harper was there. He was there for the getting. Uh, and, and I think it, it's just unfortunate because that was Zadie's first uh, offseason, correct? I think and, so. And, and I think it was kind of more like, here's the prize. Ownership said, let's go get him. So we're going to go get him. And and maybe the pitches weren't exactly what they should have been. I mean, he just got there. He couldn't really sell San Francisco as well as he, as he could. Um, you know, but of course other, he, he had been there uh, in, in the playoffs a couple of years before that. Uh, so he's, he's known the ballpark. He's played in the ballpark. Um, same with Philly. I mean, being in that same, uh, in the same division out there in the East they, you know, he's played in that division. He's played in that ballpark many times. Um, so yeah, gosh, what, what a different course this uh, <laughs> franchise could have had, had we had Bryce Harper, but then you, again, you got to deal with the injuries. Yeah. You got to deal with the streaks. Got a lot of streaks. Yep. Um, but you know, he, I, and he had, he has only had, one 30 homer season in his last four years, and he's not going to get there this year, even though he's he does have a good a good number of plate appearances and, and ABs. He's just not hitting the ball to the ballpark for whatever reason, except against us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, all right, we, we we spent a little bit more uh, talking about Bryce than I wanted to, but basically the 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 sum, the reason why we talked about Bryce is because if you're a Kyle Harrison in your debut and you give up a jack to that guy, okay. Like, that guy's that guy's going to hit close to 500 home runs in his Major League Baseball career. Uh, so not a bad person to give one up to is basically our point. So, Kyle Harrison, you said electric. I like that. My one-word definition is smoke, heat, gas <laughs> this dude touched 98 well if, if i'm rounding up yeah. 98 i i mean some of it was probably adrenaline he's probably going to sit more comfortably 93 to 95 but he showed sure. when he needed to dial it up 97.6 or whatever that one pitch was that's a little bit more liveliness on the fastball than even i realized yeah and i that was that was fun too, because when he, the first battery throws four straight fastballs, he goes 94, 94, then humps it up 97, 97. Um, so to see that from the rookie, you, obviously, you know, that's not something you can maintain throughout the course of a ball game. Uh, and he still has to work that pitch count up and that's what they're doing right now. They're kind of working with them to, to get him some more. What do you go? A three and a third mm -hmm. today to, to get one out in the fourth. Um, so, so to throw that hard, but 
but he will have to mix in the breaking stuff. And that's where he struggles a little bit. Curveball looks nice. Uh, uh, slider looks nice. Changeup looks nice. Everything looks nice. Nothing looks as fantastic as the fastball. So if you can set, start setting guys up off speed and then come at them with the fastball, um, you know, just going to be nasty. And the, and the weird thing tonight that we watched, he was, uh, lefties were five for five against him. And the yeah. whole reason they, they started him in Philly and, and instead of Atlanta was the fact that Philly has a harder time against lefties, but he comes out here and gives up five hits to lefties and then strikes everybody else out who's right-handed. So uh, pr- pretty insane stat that we probably won't see that repeated the rest of the season. Oh, I hope not. I mean, he <laughs> should be freaky against lefties. Absolutely. Like, he should be, you know, I was going to say Kershaw, and then I realized Kershaw is going to be like a first ballot Hall of Famer. But, I mean, that kind of thing where he just, yeah. you know, Brandon Belt historically was like, you really going to make me play in this game? Yeah. <laughs> Kershaw. <laughs> you know, but it's it's like that where guys just have no idea what's coming. But uh, I think some of it was he was just so amped up. Uh, and he, oh, you know, yeah. he, they, they were probably guessing a specific spot and he was just throwing it there and, and they were hitting it, but the giants currently, uh, are down or no, they're up three to one. We're going to the bottom of the seventh. So we'll kind of keep updated on the score. So for those of you listening on the audio feed, uh, you'll already know what happened. You'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys are yeah. trying to act like this game's not over yet. Um, <laughs> so the game yesterday I'm I'm so glad that we recorded after Tuesday or during Tuesday's game because win win or lose this game is just so much of a better game than than Monday's game. Yeah. Monday's game, they looked like not only a team not near the wild card, but they looked like a September team that brought up like ten guys from the AAA squad and were trying to fill out the roster and end the season. Like that's what that game reminded me of. Just so many little mistakes. Uh, you know, M- Wade Meckler, and we'll talk about him because he's had a, a full week of, of ball here. Bryce Harper hits a ball into the gap, and Wade Meckler uh, decides to play with it and and pick it up and drop it, and then pick it up again and drop it. And Bryce Harper gets an inside the park home run. And uh, I, I saw Andy Baggerly's like, how is that not like yeah. two errors on the same play? How is that a home run? Uh, Bryce Harper was very happy because his uh, slugging percentage is a lot better with a home run than with a double and two errors. But that's what that game reminded me of. It's just like, you know, kind of finishing out the season. It did not look like a team that was in the mix for the wild card. And after the game, I think Gabe went on like defense mode, defending Meckler, just like he's going to help us. He's going to help us. Like he's going to struggle right now, but he's going to help us. And uh, the, I think the pressure on the giants brass is that you didn't have to bring this guy up. Uh, They believe that he's going to be, um, you know, very valuable for them at some point this year, or else they wouldn't have made the move because, you don't even really have to protect him uh, for for uh, the uh, the other the other draft uh, into like for another like three years. So the risk in putting him on this roster is that you basically take away a roster spot of somebody else because you didn't have to protect him until you know a few years down the line. So that 
it, you know, he's defending Wade. Uh, I, I read uh, Bag- Baggerly say he's all, not only defending Wade, he's also d- defending the way that the Giants do things and, and their moves here. So what have you thought about young Wade Meckler so far? You know, I, I mean, obviously he looks overmatched, unfortunately, at this level. But, he, I mean, he has hit, has hit a couple of balls on the screws. Um, you know, that that ball that he hit last night in the ninth inning, uh, unfortunately, is right at bomb and double play. And I think it ended the game. I can't remember if that ended the game or if that just kind of killed the momentum no that actually uh, then there was one out left in the ninth um but you know stuff like that 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 type of stuff is going to happen unfortunately uh but but playing in the outfield is tough in the major leagues because you don't have those types of crevices and weird stadiums and he's not used to any of these stadiums um but i don't know is there uh you know is there a a coaching staff that can go out there and say, look, when you're playing center field and you're playing a ball off of this wall, this is what you do. Cause a couple of times, even in, in, at Oracle, he played a ball off of the wall, uh, off of the brick wall where he's standing right underneath the wall when the ball hits it, instead of playing any kind of carom. And I, like I was telling you earlier on, on text chat, it, I just kind of feel like these guys are so eager to show off their skills, mm-hmm. how fast they are, how quickly they can get to a ball that they're just overrunning things. Uh, he had another diving play tonight where if he didn't get his glove on that ball, it took one bounce. He dove in front of it. Uh, it, it, took one bounce. If he didn't carry him that ball into his glove, it would have gone over his head. And I think we were looking at another inside the park home run because Bryson Stott was running and he's very <laughs> fast. So, I mean, it, you know, it's all of this stuff is like, I see the eagerness. He's eager to impress. Um, I, I think if he just understands, look, you're a bit part on this team. You're a player part on this team. We're not asking you to now carry us into the playoffs. We're asking you to be out there and just be yourself. Hey, play play baseball the way you play baseball. You don't have to play baseball for two positions out there. Just go yeah. out there and play ball. Um, but but I've been impressed with him. I mean, you know the 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 stature, the the maturity that he's shown for for moving up as quickly as he has uh, has been fantastic and great to watch. I. I can't really. Obviously, he's a uh, he, he's a highly valued prospect. So this is you've got real eyes on him, right? Real, like yeah. just my eyes versus the Giants, all the scouts and everybody. They obviously see something in him. The one thing though that stands out in, in an interesting way is just the size, right? He's a small human. And when you look at all the best players in in baseball, it's rare that you see someone at his size who is like, you know, someone who's, you know, hitting, uh, slugging, you know, 450 to 500. Like, you're just like, oh, I didn't realize this guy was so small. So my hope is that, you know, he's able to utilize uh, some of those tools in a way where he doesn't get overpowered early on so that he doesn't get that confidence shaken because there is some of that. He's striking out a lot. And, you know, when he was in, uh, and when he was down in, you know, triple A, double A earlier this year, even in a high A with, with Eugene, I mean, he's hitting everything and it's just falling. Like, I think I saw his 
batting average on balls in play was something like 430 in the minors, which is ridiculous, (laughs) right? So that is something that I I just want to see. I want to see what the teams who face him think are some of his his weaknesses and what they attack. And then I want to see what the Giants see in him as to what his strengths are. Because so far, center field defense has not been fantastic. It's been, uh, even the balls that he's making plays on, I I see maybe a break in the wrong way, and he's having to race over to to make the play. And and there was one from today where he did a diving one-hopper that he luckily gloved, or else that would have been another inside the parker, like you said. So I'm... I want him to succeed. Obviously I'm very intrigued. I'm just trying to see what the Giants saw in bringing him up so soon, knowing that they have other guys out there, like somebody like we've talked about all season long, uh, someone who we just learned how to pronounce his name, Elliot Ramos, uh, <laughs> silent H not silent T. Yeah. I think I was, I think I was, I was, Hard H and silent teeing his name, but <laughs> it is Elliot as far as uh, as we know now. Yeah, and you know you'd like to see him maybe get some more shots, but that is not the way that they chose. Um, he's still getting you know playing time here and there, but yeah, it's it, it was an interesting move to see that that move made, and I I, I don't have enough I I don't have enough reps uh, uh, seeing as many abs as as I would like, but. It just seems like he's a little bit overpowered, and and I want to see how they counter that. Yeah, and and there also is that middle ground when you're going aggressive against balls. I mean, you don't have to be like you know Kyle Schwarber, who looks like a 14 year old golden retriever going after a <laughs> tennis ball out there. I mean, he just you know kind of lets it rattle around in the corner, settle down, picks it up, lobs it back in. But I mean, there you know there is a middle ground. Keep the balls in front of you. Uh, play the caroms off the walls. Uh, don't be so aggressive. And I, and I think once he calms down outfield, and, and maybe, maybe that's a correlation between the two. He's pressing. He's pressing at the plate. He's trying to get those hits because we know that, uh, you know, we've seen in the minors, everybody's seen it, thri- high 380 hitter. Um, we, we've seen that. So I, he's up here pressing, hitting in the hundreds, getting struck out every other at bat. And so he's trying to make up for it in other parts of his game. Um, and, and once that all kind of settles down, I, I think we're going to have a good ball player. Is he going to finish out the season with us? I don't know. I mean, it, you know, Mitch Haniger is coming back. Uh, we're going to have more outfield help. He'll, he'll get some more reps back in AAA. But, uh, but again, he's up here. I mean, th- this is uh, – you look at our, our minor league class, finally, the AAA class. They're finally coming up and, and, and contributing and, and doing little things here and there. It's just too much right now. I mean, we have too many injuries and too much youth and Brandon Crawford also, uh, you know, possibly on the IL. I, I don't know if they've actually put him on the IL yet, but he's got the forearm strain. Uh, so he too is, many of the vets. As of uh, the 19th, he's on the, the IL. Okay. Yeah, so so too many injuries to the to the vets, and, and that's causing us to bring up all the young guys. Um, uh, but, but we did get an older guy, uh, today. And so we'll talk about that later too. Yes. Uh, let's, yeah, let, let's hit the, the transactions, uh, because if you're not paying close attention, <laughs> you've missed a lot. Yeah. If you don't know Farhan by now. <laughs> so let's just go back to the 19th is where, where all the juice started happening. 
So the Giants bring up Jelly and they bring up Casey Schmidt. They recall both of them. Ross Stripling goes on the 15-day IL. He's had back issues all season long. Uh, Ryan Walker went on the paternity list. His wife was having a, a their child. And they also recalled Luis Matos the very next day because Brandon Crawford had to go on the IL. Now, Luis Gonzalez, he actually made it all the way through waivers and they were able to send him back to Sacramento. So they risked, uh, you know, the, the Meckler thing, they had to risk Luis Gonzalez uh, going to waivers. Luckily they got him back. So Luis Gonzalez back in Sacramento. So that, that risk, it looks like it, it worked out for them. Uh, that they, they made a trade. The giants traded Sean Newcomb to the A's for Trenton Brooks. What do we know about Trenton Brooks? Uh, not a whole lot. And and people are probably sitting there going, hey, trade deadline pass. What's going yeah. on here? It's a, it's a minor league deal. These aren't 40-man roster guys. Uh, you can make those deals. Uh, you can make minor league deals after the trade deadline, and, and it's all good. So Trenton Brooks, 27 years old, hitting uh, – 299 with a 405 on base and a 529 slugging in Las Vegas. Uh, 16 jacks, 71 RBI. And his walks to strikeout ratio is about even. So that's nice to see. Makes him a, a guy who, you know, the Giants will value. And, you know, this is a 27 year old guy who has been kind of on the cusp. Uh, I don't think he's ever made it to a big league club. He's been on the AAA side of things now uh, since 2021. Uh, He's been on a few different teams now. And, you know, Giants are very much like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take a chance on somebody. We'll, we'll rehab a guy and, and, and possibly utilize him. And so, uh, so yeah, you know, I, they are, they are in need of, of of people who can just put the bat on the ball. So I don't can this can this guy this guy can he even play uh, because of the way that he was traded for? Could they even bring him up and and play him this season? Uh, yeah, he could still end up on, on the forty man roster, I believe. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know every little nuance to that rule, but I think if he ends up on the forty man roster, and as long as he is. Uh, up with the big club before September 1st, then yes, he could be. But I, I think this is more of like an outfield depth um, pickup for the minor leagues because he's 27 years old. Uh, looking at his numbers from this season, Garrett in, in AAA, is there anything that, that Farhan stands out to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So there's two things that stand to me. Yes. One is he plays the infield and the outfield. That's uh, so yeah. there's flexibility there. He plays first base, and he's played both corner outfield positions. By the way, Luis Matos just hit a ball into right center, <laughs> and the right fielder and the center fielder played the game of, uh, you called it. No, you called it, and it went over the right fielder's head. <laughs> is that Marsh in center field? That is Marsh, yes. You can yeah. tell by the the greasy stringy hair. Yeah. So thankfully, because if it was the other guy, he would have caught the ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. I mean, that was a can of corn really. And now it's a double. So, uh, with nobody out, 
and a runner in scoring position, what are the odds we're going to score here? <laughs> well, let's see if J.D. Davis can actually put the yeah. bat on the baseball. Uh, so, but but uh, the other thing that stands out to me is just the walk rate. He's got a really there strong you. walk rate, 57 walks to 60 strikeouts, and he's basically done that throughout his uh, his minor league career. Decent walk-to-strikeout rate. So that's kind of what stands out. Uh, but you might be right because of the fact that they're racing guys through the system and, you know, Matos is now back up, uh, though Ramos is, is back down as of yesterday or either today or right. yesterday. And so you got a lot of this movement and you may need a guy who's just going to be there and not worry about, you know, moving around too much. And he's just going to kind of be your constant uh, on the AAA team. Yeah, and and again with the with the numbers he's at, that he has in twenty seven years old and his his first year um, in AAA with Oakland because he's been in AAA before with the Cleveland organization uh, he was in AAA last year played in eighty seven games ninety four games I mean the A's aren't going anywhere I'm not sure why they didn't just give him a a look see but again you got to get him on the forty man in order to do that and then once you get him on the forty man then he's a little bit harder to get rid of because you've got to, he's got to go to a team that has a 40-man open spot, and now you're past the trade deadline. So I think in that situation, they just say, hey, look, you know, we can get somebody in return. I don't think he's in our future plan, so this is just what we got to do. And he's a, he's a Nevada guy. He's a UNR uh, graduate. He played three years at UNR looking at the baseball reference page. And so I thought, I, I thought the name was a little familiar. Um, I might have gone to a couple of games and seen him back in the day, but pretty good college career. By the way, the question of was J.D. Davis going to put the bat on the baseball? The answer was no, by the way. No, no, unfortunately. Uh, all right. So what else did the Giants do just in these last couple of days? Well, they signed a free agent who uh, I believe came over from Japan a, a few years ago uh, by the name of Yoshi Sutsugo. And has not had uh, much luck hitting in, in in the majors in in what is essentially one full season of baseball spread out over a couple of years here. Uh, he's hit 18 homers, 75 RBIs, but hit 197 in those 557 ABs. Uh, so they're get they're they're taking a shot with uh, Sutsugo. Uh, I don't know what the plans for him are, but he hasn't doesn't he? I don't even think he's played this year. Uh, he spent last year in Pittsburgh and had almost a couple hundred at-bats. So that was another move that they did. And then, uh, obviously, we talked about Harrison. And then when Harrison came up, Sean Jelly went back down. Uh, Sean Jelly got to pitch in the terrible game Monday night. And they're like, <laughs> thank you for not having us use our valuable, valuable arms. And you can go back to Sacramento. Uh, and then uh, Ramos also sent back down, and they activated Ryan Walker from the paternity list, so he was only off of the uh, the team for about three days. And in in what is maybe the best news is that John Brebia is on a rehab assignment with the rookie league team of the Orange. And then, in in sad sad news, the great Mark Mathias, the guy in the AJ Pollock trade. Um, not AJ Pollock trade. How did who did they get Matthias from? 
Yeah, he was part of that trade. Oh, he's part he of was, okay. AJ Paul he was trade. the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Sixty day injured list, right shoulder strain. So he's gone. But there was one more piece of news today. It was somebody that we talked about when we were doing the trade deadline stuff for Bleacher Report. The Giants are tied to a shortstop who was traded to the Toronto Blue Jays by the name of Paul DeYoung. We talked about him as a possible trade target for the Giants. Well, they didn't even have to trade for him because he went like a whole whopping four for 45 in Toronto. And they were like, (laughs) you know what? No, actually it was worse. Three for 44. And they're like, you know what? Uh, You're, you're tying up a a spot for somebody else who might be able to, uh, to actually help us this year. So they DFA. Bo Bichette came back too. Yeah. Bo Bichette came back. Obviously. Uh, much better player than Paul DeYoung. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it looks like the Giants, uh, I don't think it's official yet, but they are definitely tied to him uh, through sources. Uh, so possibly could be on the team tomorrow if that works out. What do you think about this, uh, this pick that we made that eventually came true of Paul DeYoung being on our list? I mean, good defensively and had a great first half of the season before the trade happened. Uh, after the trade happened, just rough in in Toronto. Um, you know, a lot of guys, after they get traded, they have a hard time kind of picking things up and, and getting to where they are. I don't know Toronto's organization, but reading some articles about the Giants organization and how they treat players who are injured and they're, and they're you know, pick them up. Uh, off of waivers to rehab them and everything else. I think this is probably the right organization for DeYoung. Um, he's going to come over. Giants are going to make him welcome, um, make him feel welcome. He's going to have a starting spot for a while if uh, Crawford is injured. Uh, he does play shortstop. He can't play second base. He can kind of play all over the infield. Uh, and so that's going to give the Giants a little bit more flexibility. Camargo will probably be... DFA, I'm sure, uh, unless he's, I don't, I'm not sure if he's out of options or not. Uh, but this Giants sign him, I think, on a minor league deal. So they did have to bring him to the 40 man and then bring him up. Um, and, and so they're probably going to have to DFA him uh, to make that spot for DeYoung. Uh, I mean, if he can turn it around and be who he was earlier in the season, it's certainly going to help. Um, I think I think the question is uh, as we get close here is uh, what is going to help <laughs> hold on to this wild card spot with with however many games forty plus games left in the season, uh, but 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 a player like DeYoung who's been around the the major leagues for a while and has had success, uh, I, I mean it's a good start, it's a good plug in, and, and it's a good start to kind of get things going. You mentioned Camargo and uh, rough, rough Giants career so far for uh, for this guy. He had the bases loaded in Atlanta and he grounded into a double play. The Giants scored the one run, but, uh, you know, bases loaded, no outs, and, and he hits into a double play. And then yesterday, bases loaded, one out. And it's into another double play. What are the what are the odds of that happening? <laughs> like, I, I don't know if it was it may, I don't know if it was back to back games or in two out of the three or whatever. But 
bases loaded double plays, man. If it's me playing road to the show on MLB the show, the odds are pretty high that that's going to happen. <laughs> if it's me in real life, back when I was playing semi-pro, probably same odds. No, nah, you're running one of those high. out. You're, well, you're... Probably, yeah, probably beating something out. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, all right, let's talk about the player of the week. And and you used uh, August 14th through the 22nd for your numbers. Yeah, because we didn't do the show yesterday. Uh, things came up, got a little got a little injured myself, got a little Luis Arise bubble gut. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> see him, he had to leave the game last night because he had bubble gut. That's the worst. Uh, he, had, he had stomach cramps. Well, I had stomach cramps yesterday, <laughs> I'll tell you. So, so here we are doing the show today. Uh, that's why when we get to the uh, what are you drinking segment, if, I, if we even do it, I don't know. I'm just drinking tea. I don't have anything <laughs> fancy. Um, but looking at the player of the week, it was a, I mean, it was a landslide. It was an overwhelming, um, unanimous decision. I thought it was going to kind of get split up a little bit, but um, I, and I didn't pick a pitcher this week because I looked at the pitchers and I thought the only one I could throw on there maybe is Jacob Junis, but that's not a sexy pick for the poll. Yeah. Um, you know, unless he's like out there striking out every batter he faces. I mean, he had two decent uh, uh, starting assignments, um, but still that wasn't, you know, anything super fantastic. So tying for last place, Jock Peterson, uh, 166 WRC plus, 316 batting average, a home run, two ribs, four runs, 17.4% walk rate. Uh, starting to see the ball a little bit better. Got a hit tonight, drove in two more runs, but that didn't count towards the stats for the player of the week. Uh, also tying for last place, Michael Conforto, 153 WRC plus, a 381 average. He is getting on base. But like you were saying earlier, he's not getting the big hits No, with runners on base. But he did score five runs this last week and had a nice 12.5% walk rate. But our player of the week, and this, what is this? Is this his third player in the week and uh, player of the week in a row? I'm not even sure. But Wilmer Flores, who is, I mean, he's going to go on the IL soon with a back strain because he's playing <laughs> his team. He's got a 176 WRC plus this week, 348 average, two home runs, four ribs. And look at this, uh, something like 25 plate appearances, a 4% walk rate. So he probably struck out one time in those 25 <laughs> plate appearances, just doing absolutely outstanding. Your player of the week, again, Wilmer Flores. That is great for Wilmer. But, you know, the one thing about Wilmer hitting at such a high average, he's on the bases a lot. Yeah. And you see the poor that. guy having to run. <laughs> well, and again, in a game like last night, we scored one more run because there was a base hit. You had to hold up Wilmer with one out because you're you're certainly not sending Wilmer to see if he can hopefully beat a throw to home plate. But, uh Yeah. Uh, that's what I was saying last night. This team needs more speed, man. And and we've got it. We've got the Meckler. We've got Matos. We've got those guys up. But they need to get on you base. Get, <laughs> you got to get on base to, to show off your wheels. The, the guys the pass, getting on so. base are the old slow guys. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> we don't. Hey, Jock Peterson and Wilmer Flores just hit home runs. So we don't have to see you on base, man. Yeah. The, the Jock had a nice hit today. He kind of sliced a ball into uh, into left center. 
and uh, he uh, he got a double out of that, and it scored a couple guys, and that that's really the the difference in in, in the Giants winning right now uh, as we speak. Yesterday, Jock hits a laser right off of the left field wall, like just dents the wall, and the carom comes right back to the left fielder. <laughs> and I, in my mind, I was like, okay, Jock with a long single. Except if you remember that slide in the Atlanta game where he slides his foot over, was it, is it, was it the Atlanta game or was it the, the, it was the, it was the, maybe the Rays game where he slides his foot over the catcher's. Uh, oh, uh, Rays game. Yeah. Yeah. Over the catcher's tag. And then he slides the hand underneath to swipe the plate, which is a tremendous slide. I thought I for sure thought he was pulling like a hamstring on that slide. <laughs> so yesterday, after he hits this just laser beam off the wall, he decides to go into second base and try to essentially do the same thing. Almost does it, but he was called out. But yeah, he kind of did this like flop slide <laughs> where I was like, this dude's going to separate his shoulder. Yeah. And uh, But he's hitting the ball better. But I was saying is that I had to, you know, when you put the three guys up, I was like, okay, out of these three guys, one guy makes me happy and the two other guys hurt my feelings. So I had, so I had to go with Wilmer. <laughs> But it's good I, to see Jock hitting the ball a lot better of late. You know, here's one thing. And and MLB Network put up a graphic. They did a nice little story on Wilmer. Uh, I think it was today or yesterday. But his, um, oh gosh, his, his WRC plus is like fifth in the majors since July 1st or fourth in the majors. I mean, I, I, huge names on the list ahead of him, huge names behind him. But I, but then I go look. I go, you know what? Maybe I'll pick him up because he's uh, first base, second base, third base eligible in in fantasy. And I look, and his WRC plus is great. But when you look at it, he's got like five home runs, twelve RBIs since you know the last thirty days. So nothing outrageous. I have nobody on my team that is worse than him in terms of fantasy. So I'm like, well, I can't, I can't pick him up and drop anybody else. So he's kind of the silent hero, but I think that kind of tells you more about who's hitting in front of him, who's hitting behind him. The, the fact that nobody else in the lineup is producing consistently, and that's just going to haunt this team for the rest of the season. If that does not turn around, if these guys don't start catching each other's hitting bugs, man. It's going to be a long rest of the season. We got uh, six more weeks or so to go here. And it's, it could, it could get ugly in terms of run production. That's what was so frustrating about that brave season. Cause brave season, Braves games, the series, because you're just salivating at that team and going like, we'll take your seven, eight, nine hitters and we'll plop them right in the middle of our lineup. Oh, they'd easily be two, three, four. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and so you're just going like, man, how come we don't have any guys that can hit home runs? How come we don't have any guys that can, you know, do like Acuña does and basically he he you know, he gets on base and the the, the pitcher gets so nervous and and then Bailey's, you know, throws the ball in the left field and he scores and they don't have to do anything. It's just the anticipation and the threat of of him on base that causes the the team to you know, throw the ball away and, and give him give them the run. So I that is, you know, you watch the two teams 
And so here's my question, because we had said last week, you know, these these series is on the road. It is no longer just okay to, you know, lose two out of six. You kind of, we're kind of at the port part where we need to kind of like split these series. And they didn't. They they went two and four against the you know probably the two best teams they'll play back to back all year all year long, especially on the road in the Rays and the Braves. But would you be more surprised if they go on a run? And they become like, let's say they're number one in the wild card. So they just go on a run and, you know, whatever. I don't know how many games are left, but, you know, they win 65% of the games or 70% of the games. Would you be more surprised about that? Or would you be more surprised if they sort of flip the other way? Because the way that they're playing baseball right now, I would be way more surprised if they went on a winning streak than if they continued to play this style of baseball or worse. Yeah, I hate to say it because we're always pretty optimistic about our team, but man, I'd be super surprised if they went on a tear. And I know I, I don't know if I would believe it either. If they went on a tear and 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 I'm not talking about a tear as in winning like tonight, possibly a three to two ball game, and then winning tomorrow one nothing. I mean, I that makes me nervous. Those yeah. those types of games, those are great. Those are great wins. That means you're pitching well and you're playing great defense, but that means you're missing a facet of your game. Um and that's not something that is sustainable. You could have you could, I, be, I mean I guess it is if you're playing crappy defense but you hit eight home runs a game <laughs> and, and you still pitch really well, you can you can get over that and the Giants did a few years back. Their defense was not the best. Um and they won 107 games because they hit the most home runs in the National League, second most in in the majors. So when you when you look at it that way, if you're just not hitting um, but, but you still go on a winning streak, but you're still not getting the big hits with runners in scoring position. I would be shocked that it's happening. And then I would be extremely pessimistic that it, that the giants could hold that and continue to hold that and have success in the playoffs doing that same thing. Now, what it will take is it will take for them to completely 180 their offense right now, because the offense is, is yeah. really, really bad. You would need guys like Conforto and J.D. Davis to to uh, for J.D. Davis to kind of go back to the first half J.D. Davis. And I'm not even 100% sure that he's healthy just because the way he's swinging, he's so upright and he looks like he's in in pain. But, uh, you know, a, a Conforto renaissance, uh, a, a Jock Peterson hot streak, uh, Lamont and, and Tyro got to just kind of keep playing the way that they're playing. Wilmer's got to keep playing the way that he's playing. Uh, and, and these rookies all of a sudden, you know, need to turn it on, which is kind of the opposite of what rookies do during, during a long season, right? They, 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 there's, they're playing more uh, high-pressure baseball than they've ever played when you get this late in the season, especially during a, a wild-card run. So, they would have to completely turn it around offensively. And that's the problem that I'm seeing. I think they can still pitch competitively. And honestly, if they hit, they wouldn't have to pressure pitch so much as it is now. You may be able to, to relax a little bit if you could hit the ball. But every every inning seems like it's such pressure-packed, like this pitch means the world kind of baseball. And in this game, the game that we're watching, you know, you had Harrison go three three and a third. And then you had, I think it was Ryan Walker who replaced him. 
And then there were, I forget the pitcher who was after him, but then it was Taylor brother or Rogers brothers. And then we're going to get to the ninth inning here, the bottom of the ninth and, and we'll turn it over to Duvall. And that's the way, if they do win this baseball game, that's the way that they're going to have done it, which is you sort of stitch together after that three and one third, you're stitching together shutout baseball, which is pretty amazing if you think about it, because it's, it, it, you know, none of these relievers are uh, Eric Gagne in, in their prime on, you know, mountains of steroids. Like these guys <laughs> are by the margins pitchers. Now, Taylor Rogers, you know, he had, he's had some pretty tremendous seasons, but, you know, these guys that they're throwing out there, they're not like, top 1% of relievers in baseball, not, not in any way, but the way that they manage this, these games has been pretty tremendous. And if they just hit a little bit more, you wouldn't have to risk everything on on, on a single pitch in some of these games. Like they're going to do again here in the ninth inning with Duvall coming in to, uh, to try and shut down the Phillies to win this game. Yeah. And it is really tough. I mean, cause I, I, I keep thinking and try to figure out, okay, so next season. Okay. So the, the, the young guys are getting, they're getting this valuable experience by being in the lineup, going to major league ballparks, traveling with the team, doing all the stuff, playing in these tense games. Um, and especially some of the young pitchers too, Ryan Walker, all, all these guys, and they're getting that experience. Is that going to change next year? Is there, are, are we going to be looking at like a four-man rotation, a five-man rotation? Um, when you start to look at it, you start to wonder. I mean, they tried to do that this year with Stripling and Manea. Unless they go out and, and again, you got to pay for somebody like Gossman. You got to pay for somebody like Radon, and the Giants don't do that. So you have to rely on – you know, getting your talent through the ranks in, in the minor league system and up to the majors. And so far the giants have Logan Webb and now Kyle Harrison here in San Francisco. But then after that, you've got to piece together again, um, a, a, a starting rotation. I'm, I'm weary of the three innings and you're gone type of thing. I would love to see our pitchers, go six, seven, eight innings. It, it always, as a fan, it always gave me a thrill to see a guy go out there in the eighth inning. Man, he's going out in the eighth and he's got 90 pitches. Ooh, let's see what he's got. Let's see what he can give us. Um, I just know with this Giants brass, you go out, I mean, you're not going to get to the eighth inning number one most of the time. But if you were in the eighth inning with 90 pitches, you would have been pulled two pitches, two uh, innings ago. Yeah. So it, it's it's kind of tough to watch sometimes. Yes, it's working. There are days where it works fantastic. But then there are days like last night uh, where it just didn't work. It, it, it was just ugly. You give up runs early. Now you're in a hole. Now you put more stress. Then you see a guy like Sean Jelly go out there. And then the question is, well, why isn't anybody warming up in the bullpen? I hate to say it, but they've already given up that game. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's six to two. Sean Jelly is just being run out there to save for tomorrow. They're already playing for tomorrow. Uh, it's a different mentality than we're used to growing up. It was always, hey, you never know if you can come back in this ball game. So so let's keep fighting. Let's 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 get some matchups. Let's get some good guys in there. Let's keep this this down to a six-two ball game and see if we can score some runs. Sure enough, in the ninth inning, we mount a little bit of a comeback. But at that point, it's ten to two because you've given up the ball game. Um, 
So it's it's tough as a fan to 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 look at that and say, I know, I know why you're doing it. I know why you're putting Sean Jelly out there. I just hate saying that we've given up this game and we're looking at tomorrow, not only looking at tomorrow, but we're also looking at the next game because yeah. we, we need to save the bullpen. And then we have another tough stretch coming up. So I don't know, man, I, I struggle with that. I go back and forth, uh, honestly, probably daily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, that, that style that you're talking about, like that's what Alex Wood was upset about uh, last right. week. Right. Which was he knew that he was, throwing maybe more than he should have, but it was literally his job to get that through that game so that your higher stress relievers didn't have to pitch in a meaningless game. Uh, by the way, Duvall just hit uh Stott right on the, the forearm or the elbow. Man, his uh, kids are going to feel that. Yeah, so that, that one was rough. Uh, so Philadelphia runner on uh, first base, no outs and Duvall, he you can you can tell that he's throwing you know more than than usual uh, obviously last year when when the giants were competing he was pitching a lot but then you know when you're kind of a 500 team uh, he's not going to have to throw as many high stress stress innings the 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 wildness has been there lately where you know his first couple pitches are like look out batter <laughs> You know, and then he and then he battles back, and and he de- he does yeah. fine. But you know, they had him. They Gabe had him go out and get five inning or five batters in that one game that they did win in the Atlanta series, and that was a little tough. You know, watching that because it's just like, oh man, I don't know if this guy knows where the ball's going. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens here. But he's got the one runner on, so maybe it actually calms him down a bit. <laughs> uh, but as we end this, you had mentioned that you're drinking tea, so I'll just quickly mention what my drink was. Uh, I, you know, I had been experimenting with, uh, with the mixed pre-made cocktails. Uh, I bought a couple different old fashioned versions, uh, that, that I had taste tested here on air. And then I went back to one that, gosh, it's had to be in my refrigerator for like th- three months now. It was a Glen Fittich, uh, Scotch Manhattan, a uh, batch and barrel, I think, is is the oh, nice. is what they call it. Sounds good. And you know, going back to this Manhattan, because I was on I was on the kick this year of doing two things. One, I wanted to learn more about Scotch, which I, I have, and and it's been great. And two, I was like, you know what? Usually, when I go in and order a drink, it's usually just something on the rocks. You know, I like to control the carbs there a little bit. But every once in a while, I'm gonna just gonna see how everyone's old fashioned is, and so I've been doing that. I think I may go Manhattan where, you know, when, when we, when Crystal and I go out and, and grab dinner and a drink or something, I think I may go Manhattan. Cause I think I, I nice. think uh, I'm enjoying the Manhattan more than I enjoy the old fashioned. And I think that there's a couple of uh, less carbs in a Manhattan. So that is yeah, uh, man. my drink of choice right now. It's, it's hard to say cause Manhattan's made with sweet vermouth. I looked at the number. I do have sweet vermouth because I do like to make my own Manhattans. They are pretty sugary. Uh, but again, you can cut down the sweet yeah. vermouth when you're making it. And I do that sometimes too. I'll just cut it down myself. And then with an old fashioned, <laughs> all the purists are going to laugh at me. But when I make an old fashioned at home, I use like stevia <laughs> instead of sugar. And I use that to make my, uh, to make my old fashioned. But hey, it works for me. 
So. Yeah, it's all about you. <laughs> Who cares what everyone else thinks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so as we uh, as we end it here, uh, let's look at the schedule and let's look at where the Giants are in the wild card. And and as uh, we'll see if Duvall can close this game out. It's <laughs> yeah. two and one, two and one count right now with the runner on first base. But where the Giants are in the standings, so even after what has been a really, really rough go for the last few weeks, they are still in second place to the Dodgers. Uh, the, the Dodgers have now staked out a 12-game lead on the Giants. So I feel like it was like three games like not too long ago. And then we yeah, blinked. it happened, it happened kind of quickly. And then we blinked, <laughs> and the Dodgers won like 10 games in a row. But and, we knew they were going to do that. That's oh, yeah. the whole thing is you know at some point during the season they're going to do that twice where they're just going to go on this crazy run. This year it's only happened one time, uh, thankfully, or else we'd be down by like 20 games right now. So, yeah. They are sneakily the second best team in the National League closing in on the Braves. So those two teams, they are so far distant away from the the other good teams in baseball milwaukee uh is a little bit of a smoke and mirrors but they still lead the central um the uh the phillies who the giants are playing right now they are 68 and 57 to the giants 65 and 60 and you know there's they're sort of they're the next two teams right there so but like head and shoulders is, is the Dodgers and Atlanta and the giants are three games back of Philly in the wild card race tied with the Cubs. So the Cubs and the giants, if the season ended today would be the last two wild card teams. Arizona is a half a game back Cincinnati, a full game back Miami, a game and a half back San Diego's dropped all the way to five and a half games back in the wild card race. Not great for them, considering uh, the high-priced talent on that team. Right. So where does this leave us here? So now uh, Duvall just gave up a hit. The Giants had actually got one one, uh, one out, but just gave up a base hit underneath the glove of Tyro. First and third, one out. The Phillies are trying to tie up this ballgame. So where does this leave the Giants for this week? Well, they play the Phillies again tomorrow which would be wednesday for those listening on the podcast and then the braves come to town so not only did i see enough of the braves last weekend (laughs) we get them again it's at home so so maybe there's something there and uh, the giants uh are doing a little thing on sunday so that this for fans who are interested in going uh the the sunday game sounds like a lot of fun the giants wall of fame pregame ceremony featuring 40 forever giants. Uh, and then the reds come into town. So those are teams, not necessarily the Braves because the Braves are a head and shoulders above the giants, but the reds are a team. The giants are going to be battling. And so you, anyone who is interested in seeing uh, Ellie De La Cruz come to San Francisco, this is your shot. Brian uh, hot take. Bry has the Tuesday game kind of circled as a possibility. So I, I may nice. end up going with him to that game Tuesday night uh, against the Reds. Harry Potter night. Hey, there you go. At the ballpark. So do you, do you know what house you are? 
You don't watch that stuff. No, I do. I do. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I I read the books because uh, my kids were into them, and so I wanted to kind of catch up uh, because they were into them. And then when the movies came out, obviously we would go see the movies. Yeah. Um, I don't know what house I would be. Uh, I'm not nearly cruel enough to be Slytherin. Um, <laughs> We'd probably have to take an online quiz. Of some yeah. What? It's so I, uh, I don't really know. Gryffindor is like Harry and and Hermione and and Ron, yeah. right? Yeah. What is a Huff, Hufflepuff? Maybe. Couldn't tell you. That might be. <laughs> couldn't, might be a... couldn't tell you the other two. I know the main two, obviously, but I'd, I'd have to go back and watch the movies. I did read all the books, watched all the movies. Uh, but yeah, I'd have to take a quiz of some sort because that that'd be kind of interesting. I don't know. So where are we at this ball game now? <laughs> it's not fun right now. I'll tell you that they, much. They, they took second base, and, and Bailey just pumped and tried to get the guy to sneak off a third, but he didn't. So then Gabe was like, "All right, you want to steal second? Well, we're walking Schwarber, and we're leaving it in the hands of mm. Duvall versus Trey Turner." Here, base is loaded. I wish Johan Camargo was at the plate right now because we would get a double play out of this. You get an automatic double play. <laughs> but uh, but nope, we get uh, we get Trey Turner, we get Duvall, and this is going to be the ball game. We'll, we'll stay through this AB, but we'll 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 shut down the podcast after this AB. So if you actually don't even listen to the game or watch the game, and you and you don't know, we may leave you with a cliffhanger. You'll be like, what happened? That's right. So you're going to have yeah. to go to sfgiants.com or something to find out. If you listen to us before you watch or listen to this game, because uh, you have it on a DVR or something, you are dedicated Thompson to Clark fans, and we appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, sinker inside 2-1. So Trey Turner is in a, a very nice sweet spot. He's, I don't know, 2-1 with the way pitchers pitch today. Obviously, the sinker comes in hard on the hands. What do you look for? I guess you can, I guess you can't really sit fastball because Duvall can throw anything. Nope. Threw a 97 mile per hour fastball a little bit outside of the zone and Turner swung through it. So there two, two, and this is uh this is it. This is it for, uh, this could be it for the giants. We'll see. I, the, the this type of opportunity kind of scares me just because Trey Turner's got so much speed that he could even make a mistake and the Giants think that they have an easy play here and he could beat it out. But um yeah. he fouled he fouled it off. So it's two two. <laughs> I think honestly the the uh, one of those situations where I feel like I'd be fine getting out of this with them tying the game <laughs> oh. because because of the oh, opportunity. Oh game over. Uh oh. So Turner hit a uh, laser a laser beam that Duvall uh, should have gloved, but he hit it really hard. Yeah. And I think Duvall thought he caught it. It bounced off of his glove. And then because the Giants infield, I believe the Giants infield was in, um, or halfway at least for the middle infielders, it went past Tyro as well. So Turner hits a, a, a laser. Duvall sh literally should have caught it if he catches it. It's a double play, and the game is over on the Giants' end, but he yep. he doesn't get the opportunity. And then Tyro was going to second to cover second, and the ball kind of ricocheted away from him. So Giants lose the game. It's just a game of inches, man. Duvall makes that catch, and it's game over. Giants win. 
it hits off of his glove and it's game over Phillies win. So that is yeah. not good. That is not how I wanted this to end. It is not why I stayed this extra five minutes. <laughs> I was hoping for some good news, not some bad news. Yeah. I would have taken the tie game. I would have taken a, a, a bases loaded walk and then ground ball double play. I would yeah, have taken that. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, the Giants are going to have to wear this one. And because we do a podcast about the Giants, we have to wear it too. We can't hide. Absolutely. We can't go disgustedly off the air and, oh, I hate this. Th- That's just not the way we roll. So no. you, game to game, you just hope that they can bounce back tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday is a, is a 1 o'clock game. So the game yep, will be There's uh, always tomorrow. That's in the, the beauty of baseball. Until you get to the end of the season, there is always tomorrow. Do we know who the Giants are starting tomorrow? Uh, is tomorrow a Webby game? It is Cobb. It's a Cobby game. Oh, it's a Cobb game. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That's right. Because Webby. Yep. All right. So for Brad Evans, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.